Another episode of the Things I Wish I Knew About Money podcast. I'm your host, Camille Smith. Welcome, folks. As you can see, it's a premiere. Um, unfortunately, I am going to be occupied all Saturday. So, but, but, you know, I'm going to be in the chat. So, welcome. Welcome to everyone that is listening and everyone that's listening to the replay. Big up yourselves and all that good stuff. Before I start, I just wanted to mention what happened last week. Um, we had an amazing episode with Shayna about back to school. I've been seeing, especially my American folks, I've been seeing the um, first week photos, so I can't wait to see it for Canada. <laughs> as well um and fun fact i also heard that in at least scotland that they are back to school at the same time as americans so i learned something new uh last week and also uh last weekend was really really busy um I tried to, well, not try, I went. So I went to the Afro, uh, Afro-Carib Fest that was happening in Scarborough. Big up everyone in Scarborough. Burp, 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 burp. And you know what? I was slacking on the Saturday and was trying to tell folks like, oh yeah, come see me if, and, and all that good stuff. And because I got there when it was so dark, no one saw me. And I decided to go back on Sunday, which was a great idea because I was having a lousy Sunday. But I pushed myself to at least, you know, like push through and actually go to the Afro-Carib uh, Fest. So I, I enjoyed it. I want to big out some some folks that I got some things at. I wanted to show you, show you guys my blazer, but it's too exclusive. I can't show you guys just yet, you know? But um, Renee's Natural Juice was there. Uh, Bayesian Kitchen was there. Ital Vital was there. Um, big up Kobe and his mom with the amazing blazer and dress and earrings. Big up yourself, sir. Um, and your mom, of course. Um, and yeah, I just, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> there was a mobile um bartender there as well get lit i i think it's get lit ah oh, shucks i should have prepared this before y'all but hold on give me two seconds because it was her drink was proper it was a pineapple drink and all that good stuff um i was just in the mood to celebrate like just really supporting like black businesses and just that's why i'm giving them shout outs and everything i will probably put their tags in the ig and and all that good stuff so if you're on my ig check it out i'll be able to post it there 
so that was Rennie's get lit dot four one six. Yeah, the, the the drink was proper. <laughs> the drink was proper, and the music was great. Artists were amazing. I just remember that they were having a dance off, and <sighs> plaited man, plaited shirt guy. You were supposed to be number one. And the last dance off, you just you just went all the way to number three. I am so disappointed. But I digress. So that um I linked up. Oh, what else did I do? Oh, I saw Jerry, the money team family, and all that great stuff. So yeah, it was it was amazing. It was an amazing day. I am so glad I went. Um hopefully next year y'all will be able to be there and all that good stuff. It was really good. Um, so the purpose of this episode or this conversation, all that good stuff is I realized, no, actually big up Rennie because she's having like a series where she's talking about tax-free savings accounts and, and other accounts. But I realized that, Hey, not everyone, you know, follows her and why not? showcase it as well because i've been really wanting to showcase this especially since like where i'm working i've i wasn't introduced to these things like all of them until i actually went there and, and got a better understanding so i basically want to give you guys you know the 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 secret sauce the secret sauce to this and i think it's really important because this is another way to build wealth, obviously, and then be able to strategically do your taxes properly, save properly, invest properly, and all that good stuff. So again, there, everyone talks about savings, like high interest savings, um, joint savings, tax-free savings. However, however, we really got to Take in consideration of the investment accounts that are in the, in the palm of our hands, legit, and all that good stuff. So, I wrote down some things, have paper, have everything. I want to make sure you guys know the purposes of these accounts and also the pros and cons. So, bear with me. There are about six or seven of them. So bear with me. The first one that actually, sorry, 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 sorry. Let me let me get the banners out. Let me make sure you guys are following along and all this this, this good stuff. So there are at least six to seven different types of investment accounts. Okay. Um, the best thing about or the for you to think about these accounts, you want to also know that there are two types of uh, categories. So there's registered as in, it will be able to protect your money. Your, it will, this will protect, um, from taxes at the time being. And then there's non-registered where it's not going to be protected. And the way that your, um, the way that your tax is a little bit different, but you guys are actually going to realize that it's not that bad to have non-registered accounts. I'll let you know later. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys the Bible afterwards and things, right? So the first one, a lot of folks should know this. 
I'm hoping a lot of folks know this. This is your RRSP, your Registered Retirement Savings Plan. Um, for the Americans, this is equivalent to your 401k. So don't worry, I'm not leaving y'all out because y'all can know about this too, right? So the purpose of the RSP is to, it's designed to help Canadians save for retirement. I... There, the percentage of Canadians that are saving for their um, retirement is 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 low, in my opinion. And I'm I'm speaking about like the the younger generation. Like it's really low. I'm really trying to push people to like you know start saving for your retirement. And I'm like nah 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 nah, got one life to ah. Uh, please please save your for your retirement. However. If you have a pension plan with your company, yo, every time they want to give you free money, take it. Take it. Telling you. And also, I want to say this because this is something I heard throughout the week that um, folks think that there's certain jobs or careers that already have pension. Like, they're, it's scheduled out as long as they, for however long they work, they know how much they're going to be receiving in the retirement. That's not a gift. They they have to take that money out and stuff. So whoever thinks it's a gift and stuff, like, stop it. Like, they, the workplace organized it in a, in a way for them to be able to secure their retirement. However, I personally, since from what I've been seeing as of late, I think a lot of folks should um, really taking consideration of using an RSP or even a tax-free savings account to still uh, funnel or fund, sorry, fund your retirement because you don't want to depend on the government trust. Depending on the government to help you in the long run is, is not going to work. You just have to, you know, set, uh, figure out a plan and all that good stuff. So again, the purpose of an RSP is to help Canadians save for retirement or with a American 401k to help save for retirement. Contributions are tax deductible. What does this mean? So this means whatever money you put into your RSP, it will help reduce your taxable income in the long run. Get it? Oh, and I will say this, um, What's the saying? If you're making at least $50,000 and more, then it's a good idea to use your RSP. If you're making less than $50,000, then you really want to consider your uh, tax-free savings because it's more beneficial for you. Okay. Um, within the investments that are being, that are growing in your RSP are tax-free until 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 <laughs> you withdraw and and another reminder because i noticed this in the tax season um don't withdraw your rsp money if if you're going to transfer it somewhere else just just transfer it please please there's no point of getting that um our there's a withdrawal fee and then you get taxed and this is terrible. You don't want to you don't want to go through that. Okay? So, boom. So, the withdrawals are subject to withholding tax and added to your taxable income. 
And I'll show you guys, I'll, I'll show you the Bible because I think it will help you understand why it's important to have these accounts and all this good stuff and the pros and cons. Okay, so the pros and cons for RSP is, I mean, technically speaking, <laughs> um, well, no, let me go with the pros. The pros is, the pros are that it is tax deductible and you'll be able to reduce your taxable income. So that is a plus. In my eyes, that's a plus. I don't see why anyone would hate on that. Um, However, technically speaking, you should not be using this money, okay? Okay. So, but you can. You can if in emergencies, but I would say try not to. However, yeah, sorry, pros, tax deduction. So the contributions are tax deductible, reducing your current. It's tax deferred growth. So the investments growing in there are tax-free until you withdraw. Uh, also, retirement savings. It's it's basically helping you with your retirement plan. I, I don't see the cons in that, but there are cons, obviously. So the cons are, yes, I wrote them down because sometimes you got to write things down. <laughs> but the cons are, uh, it is taxable withdrawals. So ta withdrawals are taxed as regular income and potentially at a higher rate during retirement. But the, the game plan is, is that we make this, we make this big, good up, good up money now, lower it down so you can, you're not paying as much taxes. And when you're older, you're, you're at a certain uh, taxable bra tax bracket where it's less than you would have when you were, you were, um, regularly working and stuff so <laughs> but there's a possibility that once you retire that you'll be in a higher rate um during retirement there is a mandatory withdrawal with rsp and it must be converted to a registered retirement income fund which is oh let me write that one down which is the riff i have been seeing this as of late um there is, I, I believe, so right now, don't quote me, but at least 4%, you'd have to, right? But the RIF is, the RIF, you have to convert your RSP to a RIF by the age of 71. Um, and then you'll have the minimum withdrawals. And also, use it when, I, I think this is really important to let folks know, is when to use it when it's the ideal time to use it it's ideal when you're you have a higher income and you expect a lower income in retirement and just to defer your taxable income those are the reasons why i i would suggest to use them okay so now we have our tax-free savings account and if you remember when i first talked about this or even when andre and i spoke about it that the idea of a tax-free savings account I think the issue was that a lot of people, and this was me too back in the day, is that they thought it was only a savings plan and that you only put cash in. Nah, that's not the case. Um, the only, um, you, um, don't quote me. So there's, there's two different savings accounts that you can actually 
do that. It's like a non-registered savings account, which I believe many of you guys have, or sorry, many of you ladies and gentlemen have, and then a high interest savings account. So this is where usually cash goes into. Uh, the issue that I found is that a lot of people are using their tax-free savings like a savings account. Um, and it, it could be so much more, right? So your tax-free savings account is basically that, that whatever after-tax money you've put into here, it has already been taxed and whatever money that you save and invest in the tax-free savings, you're not paying any um, any taxes on it. However, however, if you do put Amer uh, foreign stocks that have dividends into the tax-free savings, you will get uh, tax withheld. Uh, that's why some people put that, that um, those type of investments in an RRSP if they want, but Either or, depending on all, um, how much, how many stocks you'll have, you won't see a big um, damage to your pockets. It's fifteen percent. Ah, it's not that big of a deal, especially if you're like getting certain ones and and you're 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 using your after tax money basically, right? Um, also, the contributions are not tax deductible. So whatever you put in, you can't claim it on your taxes or anything because this is after tax money going in, okay? Uh, withdrawals, you can withdraw funds from a tax-free savings account at any time without penalty. You just have to be mindful of your room contribution. So that's the only thing. Um, but no, no money that you take out will be put onto your taxable income. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So what are the pros and cons for this one, you you ask? Uh, the pros are, uh, is this tax-free growth? Investments grow tax-free within the tax-free savings. Um, withdrawals are tax-free. It's very flexible. You could be you can use it for any financial goal, whether it's short term, long term, um, not just for retirement. But I would, I would even say to folks like, still think long term, or have like two different tax free savings account that's like for short term and long term, and all that good stuff. And there's no age limit, um, like to convert. Like it's not converting. Like you see with the RSP, it converts to a RIF. Um, there is no age limit. You could have it till when, like you know. To the to the wheels fall off. <laughs> the cons are though there are cons. You know there it's it's not tax deducted, uh, so the contributions aren't tax deductible. There is a, a annual contribution limit that uh, you should be aware about. Um, if you are my age and older, <laughs> that helps a lot. Um, so okay, if you are nineteen, nineteen. I'm going to say 19 right now. It could be 18, but I'm going to say 19 right now. If you were 19 in 2009, you have at least the room of 88,000 to put in up to now. However, you how do you find out about that? Go on your CRA account, on your CRA My Account, and be able to access that. So you'll be able to see what your, your uh, contribution limit. Actually, the RSP is the same. Your RSP is on your notice of assessment if you do your taxes. 
And your tax-free savings is also on your CRA. I don't think it's in the notice of assessment. I believe not. Um, but it is in the account that you can see in uh, savings and all that good stuff. Okay? So that's that's one of the cons. And when should you use it? Okay. So because it's so flexible, it's it's for different type of financial goals. It's like buying a house, saving for emergencies, um, adding more money to your retirement income. Um, but I just say, be mindful about how much money you're taking out and just be very mindful about that because you may um, run into some issues, right? So the next one is non-registered investment accounts. So this is where I was actually introduced to it at, at work. I was like, because if you remember, I always talk about RSP, TFSA, RSP, TFSA, save, save, save. <sighs> Golly. Until you understand about capital gains income and dividends income, pooh, it's a game changer. Oh, and there's also interest income. However, the one thing about interest income, so there's three types of income that you can get from a non-registered investment account. That's interest income, that is capital gains income, and dividends income. If you ever remember me talking about the three, nope, the seven streams of income, you'll know that I say dividends income is my favorite one. Um, I used to love interest income until I found out that it is taxed the same way as regular tax. Uh, sorry, regular income. Nah, I realized and I was like, nah, 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 I don't want this no more. So um, that is one thing that I realized that I've really trying to show folks and I promise I will show you guys the Bible. Um, sorry, I should say for my, for my church going folks, the tax Bible. <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to offend anyone. But the purpose of a non-registered investment um, account is it's a standard investment account with no special tax advantages. You can hold various um, investments such as stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs. Um, this is where I was able to get futures and options. There's margin and non-margin. I'm not going to talk about that because I feel like we've talked about that before and like when we're talking about investing, but I will bring it back into play. Um, taxation. Uh, so the gains and in income generate in the account are subject to taxation in the year that are earned, aka taxes. <laughs> uh, capital gains are taxed at a lower rate than regular income. And dividends income is taxed way less than capital gains and regular income. That is, I don't think anyone realizes that. I will show you the tax Bible in a moment. But obviously, there are going to be pros and cons with this as well, right? So the pros and cons with this are there's no contribution limits um, or withdrawals. That's a pro. That is a pro. <laughs> um, the accessible funds. You can access funds at any time without penalties. Uh, there's a wide range of investments that you can hold various uh, investment types. I actually learned. So, okay. So you see how I was talking about futures or options. So if you wanted to do advanced 
um, advanced investing, like option trading, future trading, you cannot do that in your RSP and you cannot do that in your TFSA. If someone realizes that you're using your TFSA, TFSA especially, they will treat your income like a business income and then you will get in trouble. So anyone that's trying to learn these stuff, don't don't do it in your TFSA. You could do one or two transactions, but you cannot act like it's a day trade. Day trading. You cannot day trade in your tax-free savings. You cannot swing trade in your tax-free savings. You have to have a non-registered account. Um, and there's there's just so many things you could do. But you have to educate yourself. Do your due diligence. Do your due diligence. This is for entertainment education <laughs> purposes only i'm just telling you guys what i've learned in the last year and so right um the cons is you you get taxed you you won't be protected like in your tfsa or your rsp um and your gains and in income are taxed annually and potentially at a higher rate uh, there's no the other con is that there's no tax deductions or um, deferrals like other registered accounts. However, 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 if you were to, and this is, I'm, I'm just telling you slightly, if you were to borrow money to, to invest into your non-registered, whatever interest that you have, you can claim that on your taxes. I'm not advising anyone to do that. It's just a suggestion and all that stuff. When should you use this account? When you've maxed out on your contributions in your registered accounts and still have money to invest or you need more flexibility or access um, to your funds. Um, so I have a risque um, account where I do like future trading, option tradings. If you remember, I haven't done it in a bit. I've been dabbling back into option trading a little bit. I'm still learning the the point of not being greedy um, and just reading the charts. Um, also, yeah, those those are good times when to use uh, the tax free savings. So definitely, nope, sorry, the non registered uh, investments. Um, really try to understand it so you can utilize it properly and all that good stuff. And now we have something for the kiddos. So if you have any picnies or nieces, nephews, god uh, kids or anything, uh, you have the registered education savings plan, the RESP. Very tongue twister when you say those. <laughs> so the purpose of the RESP is to design to save for your children's education expenses. <laughs> if y'all realize. Um... Oh, sorry. Gosh, for my Americans, for the TFSA, I just remembered. So the TFSA is similar to your Roth IRA. Uh, Non-registered is the same for y'all. Um, the RESP. I want to say, I think it's called the 403B, something like that. To my American folks, please correct me if I'm, uh, if I'm wrong. But the, I always want to make sure that you guys can learn from this as well. Um, it won't be the same taxes for you guys, but at least, you know, have an idea, right? So the purpose is to save your kids uh, education because education is crazy. 
Um, the great thing about it is as long as it's um, trade school, university, college, even international, you can be, it could be used, right? So the contributions are not tax deductible, but investments, uh, investment gains grow tax-free within the account within until withdrawing, which is the kid withdrawing, and it's okay because the kid will be at a tax bracket, like when they're getting it from 18, 19, it will be at a, it won't be like so significant that it will make them pay a lot of taxes, basically. Withdrawals, when the beneficiary, the child enrolls in post-secondary education, they can receive educational assistance payments from the RSP, the EAP, sorry, it's EAP, um, sorry, educational assistant payments are taxed in the hands of the beneficiary, often resulting in lower tax rates. So that's the great thing about it. Um, oh, where's my paper? There's, okay. So anyone that has an RSP for their children, if you at least put 2,500 in, you will be able to get up to $500. If you at least put 200 2,500, 2,500, you'll at least get 20% from the government. Oh, free money. So it's at least $500. So like, I always try to strive for folks to do that. And if you're really asking how much that is a year or a month, it's, it is $208 a month. But you're literally getting back, you're literally getting money every like you're getting $41 each month for free if you just put 2500 in the year, okay? So I really want folks to, to consider that uh, because it's really beneficial. Um, and yeah, like think about it. I Trust me, I've seen it. Like if you put it in certain accounts, it's really beneficial. You won't be stressing. How is your picnic going to go to school and all that good stuff? Uh, the funds in it are tax-free. So it's a no-brainer, guys. It's a no-brainer. Sorry. Um, the pros and cons for this bad boy. So the pros and cons for this is... Uh, like I was just talking about, the government grants. Um, you're eligible for the C Canada Education Saving Grants. Um, it's called CESG. Oh, let me just let me just put it. Sorry, I should have put that one in for you guys. I apologize. I apologize. And these are things that you can research after. And for the folks that have, please, please, I'm begging you, utilize these things. Please, honestly. Um, there's something I wanted to talk about. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, um, it's tax deferred growth. Okay. So tax deferred growth. Uh, the investments are tax free until withdrawing for it educational purposes only um it's designed designed for saving for your child's education the cons are that's limited use uh funds must be used for for educational expenses or refunded associated um refunded with associated taxes so if you pick me don't go to school I'm sorry for y'all. I'm joking. Um, no, but like honestly, there's different types of 
education that they can go to. So really, really um, talk them into at least going to um, trades. Trust me, trades is is, is a, a great um, schooling as well. And if you have more than uh, more than one child, think about doing the family um resp instead of having like one child because i think there's a little bit more limitations and stuff um contribution limit there is a lifetime contribution limit per beneficiary but if you absolutely put it in a family one it's it's better uh when is it a when to use this is if you have a child grandchild god child um because i know there's a lot of folks that well what about my god child child you can open up one and put them as a beneficiary so really utilize that and your nieces and nephews and stuff right uh the next one is a locked in retirement account and uh l oh, sorry and locked in rsp so what is this i've been seeing this often at first i i had no idea what this was um i kid you not i even with me leaving a job and i had a rsp i didn't realize what it was like i read it but i didn't really read it you should always read the things that you have <laughs> should always read them actually because you'll you'll actually learn a lot um but the locked in lira so i say lira so lira the purpose is this is when you um these accounts hold funds transferred from an employer-sponsored pension plan when an individual decides to change jobs or retire. The, the funds are locked in, so you can't really um, get them unless there's um, an emergency. And I will definitely have a conversation about that because I learned about um, how you can unlock your lira, but that's a different conversation. I just want to go with these investments um, accounts. So this is if you if you change a job or retire, they're locked in. There's only uh, specific rules and regulations that govern withdrawals. Okay, withdrawals typically typically from a lira or lrrsp are subject to provincial pension. Uh, regulations that dictate when and how withdrawals can be made often for retirement purposes only um oh man what's it oh and then this changes into a lift so a locked income funds i think it is don't quote me on that but i i have seen them where you're able to to get access okay so the the pros and cons for this one. So the pro, pros and cons for this one is it's the pros are it preserves uh, pension funds <clears throat> when you transfer funds from employer uh, employer pension plans and preserving retirement savings. Um, it is retirement income provides retirement income including pension regulations. Uh, the cons is it's limited access, strict withdrawal rules and conditions set by provincial pension regulations. You know, even Quebec has its separate-ish. Quebec, Alberta, there's, I think there's four different ones. Ontario has its own one as well. Um, 
But like I said, I'll have another discussion about it because I think it's really beneficial, especially for the folks that are um, in their mid-50s. They really want to see how they can utilize it as well. Uh, the cons, again, um, it's locked in fund. So it can't be withdrawn freely like a regular RSP or a tax-free savings. Um, when is this a good time to use? Well, when you change a job or retire, you have pension funds that need to be transferred because uh, you can't just take it. And I know there's always like this dilemma about, oh, I want to take my money and stuff. When I show you the Bible, you understand the the tax bible you will understand why it's actually just beneficial just just to follow the plan trust the process okay just trust the process like there's a reason for it um man i think i thought there was something else the lira so give me one second i just gotta look at my notes if it's not here then it would be here okay i guess Yes. Hmm. No, but Lyra, um, you definitely want to be mindful about that. Ah, there it is. Yeah, the lift life income fund. Ha! I knew I remembered it. Um, it is a registered account as well. Most of them are obviously registered accounts. Uh, the growth is tax deferred as well. Uh, so any money that's being made in it, it's tax-free. And your assets are locked in, which means you can't make any withdrawals until you reach a designated age, which is usually 55. Um, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. The lift, I'll tell you that because lift is the life income because there's one more see that's why i said there's seven because i forgot about this one <laughs> but it's okay it's okay folks um i don't have a matching one for this for my um american folks i apologize i will try to do better <laughs> i will try to do better and all that good stuff but um if if this is for your 401k that i if you if you take a look you'll you'll be able to see like i'll try to make a post about this and then have the equivalent for the Americans. So, you know, have it for, uh, and I, I know for my folks, because this is, you know, this, this podcast is internationally known. I got folks in South Africa, big up Nanu. I got people in Germany, big up Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, sorry. Um, I got folks in Korea and all that stuff. So I, I am going to be able to cater to y'all soon. I just got to cater to the Canadian folks because we've been so um, we've been so sheltered or, or closed uh, about this information. But the lift is is a registered account that allows you to draw income from your locked in pensions during retirement. So this is during retirement. So um, I believe it's 72. It's the same concept. Nope. Nope. Don't hear me take out at the age of 55 so you could take it out at 55 but it does usually convert um as well 
Alright, so I'm just giving you a synopsis, a little bit of it, because I didn't do my big, big research like the others. Okay, and then we have, um, oh, where is it? We have the Registered Disability Savings Plan. Um, I don't normally talk about this one as well. I'm not sure. I'm, I guess I'm just kind of nervous when it when it when it comes to this um but i I don't want to leave you guys hanging either so the rdsp which is the registered disability savings plan so the purpose for this is designed to help individuals with disability and their families to save for a long-term financial security uh contributions are not tax deductible that sucks. <laughs> um, but investment growth is tax deferred. So any growth, any um, investments that are growing are obviously tax-free until you withdraw. Withdrawals from the RDSP consist of grants, bonds, and investment earnings. The grants and bonds are, re are repayment to the government upon withdrawal, while investment earnings are included in the beneficiary's uh, income. So what are the pros and cons? Well, I saw the con for that, but let's talk about the pros first. Um, with that, the pros are government grants and bonds eligible for disability savings, grants and bonds, providing extra funding. I know they, they really cater to, to folks that are disabled. Um, it's tax-deferred growth. Investment grows tax-free until withdrawal, withdrawn. Uh, financial security helps secure the financial future of individuals with disability. Um, the cons are limited use. So the funds must be used for the benefit of the beneficiaries with disabilities. Repayment of grants and bonds. Grants and bonds are repayable to the government upon withdrawal. Interesting, but also uh, what the the reason for this is if you have a family member with disability and want to ensure their long-term financial security while taking advantage of government grants. So, I mean, actually, think about it. Okay, put it this way, and I, um, whatever grants you receive, it's just the similar to the RESP. That's extra money in your hands, right? Make that grow, 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 grow. Like, and I always um, support this. At least get the S and P five hundred. Uh, you have dividends and all that stuff. You'll be able to. In the last forty years, it's gone up at least ten percent each year. On average, like if you think of it, on average, safest way to do it. Yes, you repay the grants and bonds, but at least you make some interest. You know. Um, and yeah, that that is a base. Hold on, let me just double check with all the things I've talked about. So yes, so that's all the so you. And yes, I'm gonna read off the the, the, the paper. Making wise financial decisions today is key to securing a stable future. Okay, enough of that. Okay, but like for reals, um, I I really wanted to show these different ones because I really think folks don't understand there are 
different type of investment accounts. And remember, you don't just have to put cash in it. You can put stocks, bonds, GICs, um, ETFs, mutual funds. Um, I think crypto is somewhere else, but you know what I mean. There's there's so many um, different things you can invest in. Just do not think about cash. Uh, I was literally talking to someone today about like the rule of 72 or just talking about how passionate I am about this. And I really want you guys to learn this because without this knowledge, how else are, are you going to be able to um, strive and, and create generational wealth and all that good stuff? And at least if you save, hey, I have a challenge going on. I think we're on week. It's almost my newsletter is soon coming out. Ah, Actually, if you want to join the newsletter, please send me a message um, either here on um, IG, on my emails. You know how to get me. If you don't, um, info at fitness iq oh so silly cam just tell them write it down so i should have had this all before shouldn't i hmm. you would think oh and then there's a new one sorry this is the new one the first home savings account um the purpose for this is for i'm trying to remember it because i i i've done we've talked about it before but i don't have it in the same structure as that purpose of this is for individuals to get their first home um the it is similar to an rsp and a tax-free savings meaning that the contributions you put in are tax deductible teaching the withdrawals are like a tfsa tax-free so that's a good thing uh, pros and cons is you cannot you so sorry the pros are obviously it's tax deductible the the contributions the investments are tax deferred so the growth that has that's in it is 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 tax free um uh, that's a pro, uh, con so the con is that there is a an annual contribution eight thousand. Oh, let me the pros and cons. Sorry, I just thought about it. You you guys know me. <laughs> if you know me, you know me. <laughs> um with the cons, it's um eight thousand and forty forty thousand lifetime that you could put in. Uh there is something for the RESP. I don't remember it. I have posts about it. I will send a post about it. Um, and the also the other con is you you can't have had a house in the last four calendar years. Um, if you want to see that, I have an episode about that with Neil. It was amazing. We had a scenario and all that good stuff. Um, you could really learn about that as well. Um, but the point of me doing this was to contact me. Me at info at fitnessiq. Oops. Dot com. Boom. So that's how you can get a hold of me. And for what I've been trying to show all y'all, the tax Bible. So this is from Tax Tips. Um, it's, it's a new thing that I learned. I called the Bible at work. Um, when I learned about it, I was like, oh, 
Oh, man. This is gold. So give me a second. I'm going to share the screen. Um, but y'all know that I love sharing the screen. But it's actually easier on this side. So I'm not complaining. Mm, hold up. Let me. Hmm. Oh, there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Ooh. All right. Boop. Share. Oh, I don't know if you guys can see me. <laughs> well, I think you guys can see me. Hold on. Let me fix this. Let me fix this. Let me fix this. Because I want to see what you guys see. Boom. Okay. So I know that you guys could see me and see that as well. So this is the reason why I say how important it is. Let me zoom in with my fingers. So, okay. If you see this other income, this is employment income, business income. Like if you're a sole, um, sole, sole proprietorship or, um, partnership, uh, this is interest income. So all those people that want to be having five different jobs, you are being taxed the most in this bracket. <laughs> okay? So, but, 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 if you guys understand, there's a, um, the way that the taxes work, it's a progressive um, taxes. It's so, if you're in here, not everything. So, if you're making $50,000, not all of it is going to be taxed at 24 yeah, 24.15%. Um, just like if you're making um, $105,000, big up to the ones that are, some people, <laughs> um, you're not getting it all taxed at 37.91%. It's, it, it's, in, it's in segments, right? Um, but also remember that the ones that are making over 235,000, sorry, I'm going to say 236,000, you are going to be taxed at the highest with the 53 point 53.53%. She said 53.53%. Um these this is how much you're going to be per um taxed each dollar. But remember, it's it's in increments. I'll or tiers. I'll say in tiers. Um so every dollar you make, 53% or 54% is going back to the government, okay? So that's why I say to the folks that are having so many jobs, interest, and all that stuff, you'll realize how much you're being taxed. That's why it's important to take in consideration the non-registered account because not only, like, okay, let's say capital gain, you... You bought something for $1,000. It went up to $2,000. It, you're only going to be taxed. Sorry, so $2,000, $1,000, that equals $1,000 gain, right? You're only going to be taxed on 500 of that. So whatever tax bracket you are in with your regular income, it's going to be half of that. So say you're making... 85k and then you just got some capital gains that will be taxed at a lower rate than if it was regular income okay and talk about dividends that is why i've been striving for y'all to to have dividends and stuff if you have eligible canadian dividends you will get look 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 at this six where do you know 
that you can uh, get taxed at least 6%. And I've seen it before, folks. I've seen it. Like, it's it's absolutely crazy. Like, I've seen it. I've seen people have this much with that much, that only get taxed that much with dividends. That's why I'm really trying to push folks to, like, um, think about your dividends. Yes, are you going to, when you start getting dividends, are you going to be making millions of dollars? No, it's okay. Start slow, but keep building and stuff, right? Um, I will put a difference between eligible and non-eligible uh, dividends, but it's really important to understand this. Like once you're able to understand this concept, you'll realize like a lot of people get mad when I talk about like, or they get upset that, you know, certain people are getting better tax brackets and stuff. Like think about it with your RSPs. So say that you have, you're in, you're making a hundred thousand, right? Or 105,000, right? You put in at least 10,000, 105. Nope. Sorry. You at least put 20. You'll go down to this bracket. So instead of paying 33%, you'll be having, you'll be going down to 31%. So you're really saving and you'll see that when you, when you actually do tax planning. And this is why I say it's really important to tax strategize and not just do, just not talk to me at all during the year. So me expect y'all <laughs> to to really hit me up and stuff um but thank you guys uh for listening um i really i really wanted to talk about this because i think it's really important for you guys to know the different types of investment accounts and i'm hoping someone comes to me and talks about yo Camille, i've been saving this much because of your savings plan and the savings cha- savings savings challenge and there's so many folks i there's rennie that talks about there's shayna there's neil there's um damien um there's there's so many people that that talk about this and and is willing to educate you about this as well i'm just another vessel or to 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 talk about this right so make sure you guys like like comment subscribe and all that good stuff, all right? Um, <clears throat> I just want to do a shout-out to my friend. She lost her mom, and I'll be going to uh, represent for her. Uh, Mel, I got you, and your brother, too. Uh, my heart goes out to y'all, and so that's where I'll be on Saturday. And until next time, folks, make sure you tell somebody you love them, you care about them, and all that good stuff. But till then, peace out. Financial literacy, knowledge is a most. So link the flip boss, watch the result flash, and watch your life change and feel a better cause. You have a business or a plan and want to make it, yeah. Flip and floss, are they want to manifest it, yeah. And if you want to better manage all your credit, call the boss. Flip and floss, no doubt, no. then we do it, yeah. Flip and floss, money literacy boss, yeah. Greatness in our blood because you're working for your cost, mm-hmm. Flip and floss, money literacy boss, yeah. Boots up your knowledge for your minimal cost, hey, yeah. Flip and floss, money literacy boss. Greatness in our blood because you're working for your cost, mm-hmm. Flip and floss, money literacy. Literacy bots, yeah. Up, up your knowledge for your minimal cost.